Welcome to Fox and Frayed. I'm Anne without an E. And I'm Robin with a Y. We're the podcast that takes you down the reading rabbit hole. Hello, and thank you for joining us. Our first episode of Fox and Frayed, we're very excited and we're very nervous to get started, but I think that it'll be a lot of fun once we find our, find our group. So my name's Robin. And my name is Anne. And without an E, and I'm Robin with a Y, not an I. So Anne and I are friends, and we've known each other for like eight years, maybe? Eight? I I feel like it's more like six. Wait. Maybe maybe you're right. I think I just aged myself. 2013? So that's like seven years. Yeah, seven years. You're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. I think I thought that I was older than I am. Um, we've known each other for seven years. So for this episode, we're just going to talk about the structure of the podcast, what we want to do and a little bit about ourselves and what kind of books we like to read. So that if you're listening and you're like, do these girls like fantasy? Do they only read YA or are they only into classics? You'll know what we like and you might find that you like the same books as us and that this might be something worth listening to for you. So I'll go first. I fell in love with reading like many millennials did when I was reading Harry Potter as a kid. I went to university in a undeclared program within the arts department and I mainly took English classes but then eventually I transferred out of that school and into another program that was not English but still had a lot of reading and writing. Eventually I began tutoring in English and social studies so mainly high school students but then some like middle school and elementary school students working on like beginner reading skills. So My reviews of books will not be at a very academic level necessarily, but more from the perspective of someone who has loved books most of her life and has some experience in a, what some might consider a higher level of analyzing books, if that makes sense, but nothing crazy. Like I don't have a master's degree in English where I'm going to overanalyze the symbolism of a certain book. So that's me. That's my history of reading. (laughs) Well, I feel like I'm a little bit of a contrast to that um, because I was homeschooled. And so my love of reading was a lot more independent, I guess I would say, maybe a little bit less structured. (laughs) I remember that I got a library card um, from very early in life and the public library was within walking distance of my home and so I basically was given just free reign of the library and what I was reading and despite my love of reading all throughout life I actually only took one English course in (laughs) college and university what was the course it was like an intro to writing in English I don't know it was like a super basic class Yeah, I think everybody has to take that class at like Canadian universities and colleges where it's like just the beginner, like this is how you write a piece, like write an essay so that you can write grant proposals or something if you're in the science department or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a cute story though. I like, you're like Matilda. (laughs) Just going to the library on your own, like little six-year-old Anne pumping her way down to the library you know in the scene of Matilda when she has the little wheelbarrow full of books that's what I'm picturing I actually did have a little red wagon that's really cute 
filled to the brim. I know one time I had 72 like storybooks. Oh my gosh. In that wagon. Yeah, that's a lot of books. Yeah, that's good though. Um, I was trusted. <laughs> I only have one memory of going to the library with my mom as a child. And I, I loved this like Dr. Seuss library book that they had, but it was like, it was giant. Like it was like five feet tall. And it was stuck to the wall so that you could flip through the pages. And it was made of like really thick cardboard. And we got a library book that day and we brought it home and then we lost it. And my mom was like, I don't want to like pay for it because I know the minute I pay for it, we're going to find it. <laughs> like the second we pay for it, we're going to find it. And what do you know, eventually she caved and paid the fees for it. And the next day we found the book. <laughs> it had fallen behind my bed. So that was my, that's my only childhood library memory. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I definitely um, paid some fines in my day. <laughs> I am still paying fines. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. <laughs> um, sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it is worth it. Like you're like, I need to finish this. I'll pay a fine for it. Yeah. All right. So why don't we dive into our favorite genres and books now? So the genres that I like. I really enjoy speculative fiction, so books like Orcs and Crake by Margaret Atwood, and contemporary fiction, and I like classics, but I have a really hard time forcing myself to read them, even though I'm always very happy that I did. Sometimes I find it a slog to get started. And for us, for my favorite books, I'm not even going to mention Harry Potter, because I think that goes without saying, and it adds very little information to anyone who wants to learn about me and my tastes. And I also really love um, the author John Wyndham, so I'm not going to mention him either because I love all of his books so much that I just, I couldn't pick one. It'd be like choosing a favorite child. So my favorite, like my five favorite books in no particular order, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, Middlesex by Jeffrey Eugenides. I'm not even sure if I'm saying his last name right, but I'm pretty sure I am. The Age of Miracles by Karen Walker Thompson, In Cold Blood by Truman Capote, and Orcs and Crake by Margaret Atwood. And all of these books will be listed on our website as well, if anyone is interested. So Anne, what are your favorite genres and books? Well, this is a difficult question for me just because I like so many different types of books and I usually am reading several different types of books at the same time, just based on how I'm feeling that day or, you know, what I'm interested in or, you know, if I'm doing a different activity, listening to say a nonfiction audiobook versus, you know, having some extra time at night to just read in bed and really get into a good novel. So I definitely veer towards more like classics and informative nonfiction lately. Mm -hmm. I don't know if those are like my hard and fast favorite genres, but yeah. for 2020, they have been. 2020 saviors, yeah. So what are your favorite books? If those are your favorite genres, what are your favorite books? So a few of my favorite books. And it's interesting when we talk about favorite books, because some of these I actually haven't read for a while. Yeah. Like my favorite book of all time, I will always say is The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. I haven't read it for a little while, but that book was kind of the first real chapter book that I can remember reading on my own and really just falling in love with reading beyond like children's stories even though it kind of is a little bit in between so 
so that is definitely one of my favorites. Um, a few of my other favorites were, you know, books that have really had an impact on me. I would say I really enjoyed reading Emma by Jane Austen. She's such like a funny, quirky character. And I just really enjoyed so many aspects of that book. And that's another one that I haven't read for a very long time. And I'm kind of thinking I need to revisit some of these because they are good books and they did have a big impact on me and my reading. Everything is Illuminated by Jonathan Saffron Foer is one of my top books for sure. <laughs> and Controversial but Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov is another favorite. And then of course, Harold and the Purple Crayon by Crockett Johnson. I've never heard of that one. Um, it's actually a bit of a children's book, but <laughs> I've really pulled upon the wisdom in that book several times throughout my life. Yeah. Um, it's funny you bring up Everything is Illuminated because part of my reading challenge that, I was, that I'm doing this year, and we're, I think we're going to talk about reading challenges. That'll be like our third episode because it's a very hot topic, I think. But that, I was going to read that as part of my like book with a pink cover. And I don't know that I still am because I picked up an old favorite. I picked up The Princess Pawn, which was a book that I loved when I was 12. And <laughs> it has a pink cover. And it's about chess. And Ty and I just finished, like my boyfriend, Ty and I just finished watching The Queen's Gambit. And I'm like, I need, I want more chess. And I had this book and I was like, I haven't read that since I was 12, but we'll see. Yeah, reread. I have not read that. I don't know like anyone else who's read it. I've, I've never heard it talked about online. I don't know anyone else. Like I will talk, if I finish reading it, we'll talk about it in the next episode. But it's, I, okay, I was in grade seven and I was sitting at my desk and my, I went to a chartered school in grade seven. So it wasn't public, but it wasn't private. And in the back of the classroom, like, each kid, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this, but basically every class stayed in the same room all day. Like you didn't move around from classroom to classroom like most middle schools do. You just stay in the same room and the teachers move around to you. So there was this like bookshelf in the back that we were always allowed to take books from because we were in the same room every day. Like if a book goes missing, it's going to be one of the 25 of us, right? So we were allowed to just take from there. I remember exactly where I was sitting when I saw it on the bookshelf and I was like the princess pawn, interesting. And it's by Maggie L. Woods. And so I was like, I need more chess. I want to, I want more chess again. And so I, I might do The Princess Pawn instead of Everything is Illuminated. But now that you mention it, it seems interesting. But I think that rereading a favorite book is like a, it's a risky, it's a risky game. Like I love The Princess Pawn, which was written by Maggie L. Woods. I should probably talk about the author, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a risky, risky game. Like if you read a childhood favorite and it's not that good, it's like soured over the years. It's, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Um, I think like, unfortunately, that's part of life. And yeah. we experience that a lot. I think it's interesting. This is kind of a topic that I'm just kind of thinking about now is how much we focus on like our favorite books or like different aspects and they become part of our perceived personality and almost like the requirement to reassess those things um you know to see if they are still relevant to you which mm. is it is hard it is challenging and risky but 
I would definitely be interested in rereading some like childhood classics that I loved and just going through that experience, that journey. Yeah. It's kind of like you have to ask yourself, did I change or was I just a dummy who liked a bad book? (laughs) That's how I feel when I go back and read YA. Like I'm like, oh gosh, is this always a terrible book or was I just a little naive or is willing to tolerate bad writing for the sake of a cute romance? Ah, I don't know. I mean, bad writing is another interesting topic because I know like with young adults, we can kind of um, be very critical. But when you are a young adult, uh, that fast paced, just very um, in your face kind of plot um, really draws you in and can kind of hook you in a way that, you know, maybe um, Russian classics cannot. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder what it is about that. I think we'll have to have an episode on reading young adults as adults because it, like I have, I still have a lot of my young adult fiction that I, I have a soft spot for, but I, I occasionally try and pick up young adult now as an adult because I hear really good things about it. And then I'm flipping through it and I'm like, oh gosh, you know, and it's like, what, what is the difference? And I don't think it's just about I don't think it's only about relatability. So I think that'll be something worth discussing in future episodes. So stay tuned. I think, <laughs> I think that would be a very interesting episode, yeah. even to do like a contrast of, you know, how are some classics still relatable to present day? Yeah. And how do more modern works and young adults, how do they weather? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really good idea. Like what makes a book become dated? Oh, that's a good one. We'll have to write that down. We'll have to put that in our Google doc. Okay. So we should explain why we're making a podcast and why we decided to do this. We have no professional training in books. We're just two girls who like books. So um, I've been watching the booktube community for a really long time. And so the booktube is like the community of book reviewers on YouTube. When I first started watching it, I was probably 16 or 17. And now it's about 10 years later. And some of the people that I have followed have aged up and continued making their channels, but a lot of women have stopped. And there's been this like second generation of booktubers who are all like in between, in between the ages of maybe like 16 and 22. So they, they are like quite young and there's some girls who are, you know, who are still in high school and it's a fun sort of place. It's a really good place to go for recommendations, but it tends to not have a lot of content about the hobby of reading or more in-depth discussion on what it means to be a reader or being the community of readers at large. So one of the things you'll see a lot is girls doing like massive haul videos. They have like 50 books that they want to unhaul that they bought, but then the next four videos are just more haul videos. And it not, it's not always um, reviews or discussion about authors. Like we might do episodes where we're talking about a specific author and their collected works. You don't see that very often. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I watched BookTube, like I watched those videos myself. There's like, I'm not throwing any shade at all, but I just think that there's a gap in the content. And so I think what we want to talk about is like what reading means to us. So the next episode that we're going to do that is similar to this will be, I think, a discussion about challenges, like whether or not reading challenges are healthy and what, how 
you can sort of monitor how, how challenges make you feel like if you're not fulfilling a challenge, what does that mean about you as a reader and how should you respond to that as a reader, right? So that's just one example. But the very next episode that we're going to do is a review episode. So there'll be this one, first episode, number one released, and then number two will be a review episode, and then number three will be a challenges episode. So two episodes a month. The first episode of the month is a larger topic. So about reading, about the community of reading, maybe it'll be about our books that we're excited to read that are being published or whatever. Discussion on audiobooks. I don't know. We'll see what happens. And then the last episode of the month will be our reviews for that month, what we've read. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very confusing thing to explain and I've tried to explain it many different times to myself while practicing for this and I, <laughs> I can't quite figure out the best way to explain it. But yeah, two episodes a month. I think we're gonna release an episode like second week of the month and then the last week of the month, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. I think four episodes a month is too much for us. Uh, for start, I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, like, we'll see. before you build an audience, I think like putting a ton of pressure on yourself when you don't have that, like, like no one's know. listening right now. <laughs> no one is listening. And um, yeah, they won't be that greedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not going to be one of those. <laughs> upload a vlog every day people and get burned out <laughs> yeah when you have like 35 viewers yeah exactly yeah I feel like we read a lot but we don't read enough to justify like if I had to release if we were releasing an episode every week like I would be talking about one book a week you know <laughs> yeah that's I, a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure so we'll see and like who knows maybe this format really works for us or maybe it doesn't we'll we'll change it up when we need to and we'll keep everybody and anybody who's listening updated on what we're doing. And we also talked about doing buddy reads each month and trying to, well, maybe not each month, but maybe like once every couple of months or something and we'll announce it beforehand. And for those who don't know, a buddy read is like when you read a book with your buddy and then you talk about it. So we're, buddy, <laughs> we're buddies. Um, but then if, if we announce it beforehand, anybody who's listening gets the opportunity to read it as well. So it'll be almost become like a book club. Although the, the one thing that would make it not like a book club is that we do not currently have a way to hear your opinions easily. We do have an Instagram and we do have an, um, a website where you can like comment, you can send us a little message and we have an email account and they'll all be plugged at the end of the episode. So don't send us any hate mail, please. Just nice messages only. <laughs> no, I'm just positive kidding. engagement. Yeah. Positive engagement and constructive criticism only please. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, so we might do a buddy read. We both just finished reading The Wars by Timothy Finley. So we'll probably talk about that next episode. And also Anne just finished The Hike by Drew McGarry, which was something that I read in March. And I just finished Through the Woods by Emily something. I can't remember her name, her last name, but I finished it today. It's a graphic novel. And I checked on Goodreads and it was like, Anne has given this book five stars. I was like, oh, perfect. What a happy coincidence. Oh my gosh, I hope you liked it. I really like that one. Um, it's kind of dark. It is really dark. Yeah, I was told it was very scary. And I thought it, it was definitely spooky. It was a spooky book. I liked it a lot, though. I thought it was really good. Um, the art was really fun. And it's like short stories. It's like five graphic short stories, which is really cool. You don't see that very often. That was fun. Yeah, it was, it was very well executed. I, it really had kind of like, um, 
like an old school ghost story vibe to it. It did, yes, yeah. That I really fun. liked. Yeah. yeah, I wish that I had read it like around Halloween, but say la vie, that's, this is when I got it from the library. So I'm at it the whims of the Halloween. library. Yeah. <laughs> it's around Halloween still. Yeah, it's close enough to Halloween. It's only November 18th. <laughs> close enough. Yeah, it's not past American Thanksgiving yet, right? So... No, that's next Thursday. Yeah, so it's, we can't get into full Christmas mode yet, even though we are Canadian. Well, one of us is dual, so we'll respect your dual citizenship. I waited until after Remembrance Day uh, for 2020. I felt like that was, that was good. Yeah, that was, yeah, you can like lean into Christmas this year. You can lean into whatever holiday you want to lean into for 2020, I think. Keep enjoying my pumpkin-flavored treats. And also decorate for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Time has no meaning. Um, I listen. No, yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like, I, I really crush podcasts. And sometimes I'll find one that I like, and then I go back and I listen to the older episodes just randomly, like whatever one sort of catches my attention based on the title. So who knows? Maybe someone has listened to all of our other episodes, and now they're listening to this, and they're like, why am I listening to this? I already know the structure. I know everything about you guys. Who knows? But I was going back and listening to a lot of episodes that people released like at the end of December in 2019 and Mm. all of them were saying like happy new year like 2020 is our year we're gonna crush it like this is the best year of our lives and I hope everyone like accomplishes all their goals and dreams and I'm like oh oh hindsight it's literally 2020 this is just like torture watching this or listening to this oh we were all fools just, uh, yeah. what, 11 short months ago. Yeah. One year, what was it? One year ago today, COVID was discovered. Oh, Would that be 13 year- months? I can't do math anymore. Everything is ruined for me. Yeah. It's been a rough, it's been a rough couple of months for all of us. But yeah, so that is us. That is what we're about. I hope that this was like a good introduction and everything made sense and was clear. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And do you have anything else that you want to contribute before we sign off? God, I don't know. I mean, I don't really listen to podcasts. That's embarrassing <laughs> to admit. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing this without you. I also wouldn't have a good reads without you. And you were also the person in my first book club. So I feel like you're always pushing me into like the reading. Community. I'm dragging you into the reading. You community, are dragging yeah. me. Whereas like before I was always like super solo with reading. Yeah. But it's very interesting. And now that you've kind of like introduced all of these new ways to engage with reading and other readers, I'm really excited to go on this journey. Yeah. And I think that's another episode that we should like another episode topic for us. Like the, like as a child for me, reading was such a solitary thing. Like it was my, like, I didn't talk to anyone else about books. Like most of my other friends didn't even really read that much. Like reading was very much just my own little thing. And now I have like I follow this girl on YouTube. Her name is Books and Quills. I really recommend. She lives in the UK and she's from the Netherlands. And I have been following her for like 10 years. And she's been a huge influence on my book hobby or my my habits, I guess I should say. And I think that the idea of books, I think there's a lot. I don't think we can get into it all today, but I think there's a lot to dissect in the way that reading has become a community activity, but also something that other people see with like Instagram and Goodreads and stuff. So I think that's another, another thing that we have to discuss. 
Yeah, there, there's a lot to think about and a lot to discuss and explore. Maybe things that I hadn't thought about, but now that, yeah. you know, we're starting this, I, there's a lot of material. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, a lot to unpack in the book world. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna turn over that rock and see all of the, see all of the worms of the book world under that rock. Yes, yeah. break the spine. <laughs> yeah, break the spine. Depending on what type of person you are. Yeah, I can, I can never not, but anyways. And to end things off, and do you want to explain to us, to everybody, how you came up with the title, Boxed and Frayed? Okay, well, the title came to me through my very nerdy bookwormish escapades on google.com. I don't know, I just have a fascination with books, and especially old books, and a couple of terms that are used to describe the condition of old books are foxed and frayed. And so the fraying is a reference to the condition of the book and the unraveling of the threads or fibers on the edge of the book cover. And that's caused by excessive rubbing. (laughs) And then foxing is actually, it has to do with the paper itself and kind of like the discoloration that comes with age. And so I just thought those two terms were, went really nicely together as kind of a little alliteration. And yeah, that's kind of the story of how Fox and Frayed came to be the name for our podcast. Nice. Yeah. We went through a lot of different names and that was definitely the best one. This, like, as soon as I saw it, when you texted it to me, I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. That's the name of the podcast. I just knew. Such a yeah, cute title. I'm, it, it, was, it was a little bit challenging to come up with a title for the podcast just because I feel like reading and books, those like really hard R sounds and they, they just sound really clunky in the mouth and I, they're not that like romantic or like <laughs> sensual. So I was just <laughs> looking for something like a little bit more cute, a little bit more suited to our personalities. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good, it's a perfect name. And I love our little, our little fox in our podcast art. Yes. Our logo is quite cute. Yes. Shout out to Malaya for drawing that. Our friend Malaya drew it for us. Yes, shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you for joining us here at Boxed and Frayed. We have been your hosts, Anne and Robin. You can email us at boxedandfrayed.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram at foxandfrayed.podcast. And there you can find a link to our website, which has a master list of all of the books we've discussed. We'll talk to you next time. Happy reading. <laughs>